Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and the they-thems of the world. Happy holidays, everyone. My name is Joey, if you're new here, and I'm your host of The Strange and Unusual with Joe. Welcome to an episode that I've been really excited to do, episode 13. I picked a special case for this episode because of the superstitions that link the 13 with the devil. I am covering the Richard Ramirez case. If you don't know, he worshipped the devil, so that's why I chose his case for the special. It is such an intriguing one. I hope it doesn't. I hope that doesn't sound weird, but it's true. It's true. I feel like some of you would understand what I'm saying. Anyways, today I'm also bringing a guest with me for this episode that would also understand and does understand what I'm saying. Uh, she is one of my favorite humans in the world, in the whole wide world. They know a lot about Richard Ramirez, Richard Ramirez from the research and true crime docs that they've watched over the years of him. It is my mom. I am so happy she was down to do this episode with me. She is one of the, like I said, she's one of my favorite people, like, ever. So, I'm glad she was able to do this with me. Okay, so, um, before we get into the episode, I'm going to do a little bit of commercials. Do you have a scary story or a true crime case you'd like for me to cover on the podcast? Submit them using the link in the description of this episode. Also, I have a new podcast out now. It is a more chill slash laid back podcast called A Cup of Joe. I post there every day while I'm on break and on Mondays when I'm not on break. So, um, I'll probably post there today too. Um, I hope, I, I, I hope to see you guys there. Um, also, I have a YouTube channel now where I post all the short films and and other content I create. It's called Joey Davis Productions. I am currently in the production process of a new short film called A Winter a Haunted Winter's Weekend. So I hope I hope you guys would like it. So yeah, um, I hope you guys would are gonna enjoy it. It'll be it's it's such a good short film. I love it. I loved writing it. I'm having a lot of fun filming it. So yeah. Um, now uh, before we get into this episode, uh, I have a few disclaimers I want to uh, point out. Firstly, listener discretion is advised. There will be some graphic descriptions of scenes and what he did, of crime scenes and what he did, because there was some pretty brutal shit. And secondly, I mean no disrespect to anyone I talk about in this episode. It is just an episode made up of research I did off the internet, and I made it into one episode. Okay, let's get into the case. Ricardo Leva Munoz Ramirez, a.k.a. Richard, a.k.a. the Night Stalker himself, was born on February 29, 1960, in El Paso, Texas. According to Biography.com, the fifth child of Mexican immigrants Mercedes and Julian Ramirez. Known as Richard or Ricky, Ramirez reportedly sustained multiple head injuries at an early age after he was knocked unconscious by a swing at at age five, he began experiencing epileptic fits. As an adolescent, Ramirez was heavily influenced by his cousin who had just come back from fighting in the Vietnam War. I am, I'm going to add another quote from biography.com about the next piece because they said it better than I could. The two smoked marijuana together as Miguel told Ramirez about the torture and mutilation he had influenced on several Vietnamese women corroborating these stories with photographic evidence. At age 13, Ramirez witnessed his, co his cousin murder his wife. 
Ramirez's later childhood. He dropped out of ninth grade and got arrested for the first time in 1977 for a marijuana possession. He soon moved to California, which progressed his, his cocaine addiction and burglary, burglary and also f- found an interest in Satanism soon after. He did this with his brother that influence, influenced him to, do, to practice Satanism. Richard, in his late teens, went to visit the creator of the Satanist, of the Satanic Bible, Anton LaVey. That's where he claimed that Satan, Satan had touched him. Here's the timeline of Richard Ramirez's murders. April 10th, 1984. Richard murders nine-year-old May Leong. She was murdered in the basement of a hotel in California where Ramirez was staying at. June 18th, 1984. Ramirez murders 79-year-old Jenny Vincow in yeah Vincow in L.A. This murder is is where he got the name the Night Stalker. March 17th, 1985. Ramirez's first serial murders. According to Refinery29.com, first Ramirez attacks Maria. Hernandez, 22, outside her home in Rosemond, California. He shoots her in the face, but she survives after a bullet ricochets off a set of keys. Her roommate, Dale Yoshi Okazki, I hope I said that right, is is also fatally shot in the head by Ramirez. Second, an hour later, Ramirez heads to Monterey, Monterey Park, where he shoots Sai Leon Ver- Veronica Yu twice after pulling her out of her car. Media pull media calls Ramirez the walk-in killer and the valley intruder at this point. March 27, 1985. Ramirez enters a Whittier, California house and shoots the 64-year-old man that lives there while he's sleeping. The older man's wife heard the gunshot and woke up to what it and woke up to see what it was. She was unfortunately shot by Ramirez as well. May 14, 1985. Ramirez breaks into Bill and Lillian Doy's home in Monterey Park. Bill Doy dies in the hospital, but Lillian Doy, I believe, lives. May 29, 1985. Ramirez kills a couple in Monrova and Mon, yeah, Monrova and drives their car afterwards, so he basically steals it. Um, May 30th, 1985. Richard drives the stolen car from Monrova to Burbank and kills someone named Carol, Carol Kyle. July 2nd, 1985. Richard goes to Arcadia, California and murders Marie Louise Cannon, a resident of Arcadia. July 5th, 1985. Richard Ramirez attacks a 16-year-old named Whitney Bennett. He does this with a tire iron while she sleeps. Uh, but Whitney, Whitney survives the attack, which is insane because he does a lot to her. Um, July 7th, 1985. Ramirez breaks into Joyce Lucille Nelson's home in Monterey Park. He ransacks her home and beats her, left a shoe print as evidence. He then enters Sophie Dixon's house. He tells her to swear to Satan while, while, she, cuffed, while she is cuffed up. 
July 20th, 1985, according to Refinery29.com, Ramirez buys a machete and drives a, a different stolen vehicle to Glendale, California. He enters Layla and, and Maxim Needing's house, kills them with with both a machete and a gun, and burglarizes their home. He then drives to Sun Valley, breaks into the call the I can't, I can't say the last name, but their home, and fatally shoots the the husband, I believe. He rapes and beats the, the wife and uh, binds their eight-year-old son and forces some, uh, some kid, that's one, I believe that's the wife, um, to point out valuables in the home. He also forces her to swear to Satan also that she isn't hiding, hiding their money. August 6, 1985, Ramirez breaks into the Petersons' home. He shoots the couple in the face. E even, though that that, even though that does happen, the, the couple fortunately survive. August 18, 1985, the Night Stalker then breaks into Peter and Barbara Pan's home. He kills them both. He then uses Barbara's lipstick to write Jack the Knife on the wall. August 25th, 1985, Richard Ramirez is officially given the name the Night Stalker. It's official in the media now. August 30th to the 31st, Ramirez tries to hide in Tucson, Arizona, but is found by some bystanders. He was eventually pinned down until the, the police arrived. The, uh, okay, next is the trial. July 22nd, 1988. Richard's first trial. The jury selection starts for it, too. He yells, Hail Satan, and shows a pentagram on his hand as he walks away. August 14th, 1988. Ramirez's trial is delayed because a juror is a no-show. She is later found dead. Ramirez is, is suspected in that killing, but is not found but is it, but it is found out that the girl's boyfriend actually killed her, and then he he committed suicide. So it was kind of like a murder suicide kind of thing. Um, so September twentieth, nineteen eighty nine, Ramirez is officially convicted of thirteen counts of murder, five attempted murders, eleven sexual assaults, four, and fourteen burglaries. This puts him on death row. Afterwards, June seventh. June 7th, 2013. Richard unfortunately dies at the age of 53 of health complications. Now, the next part in this podcast is going to be from my mom's point of view. She is going to um, give off some of the information from her, from her point of view since she has been uh, in, interested in this case for a long time. So here she is. Her name is Rose Davis. Hello, all you cool cats and kittens. Uh, this is Rose Davis, and I'm... Anyway, now, okay, the biggest thing that I think I wanted to bring up that I thought was cool about this case was the fact that um, when he was caught in the end, inevitably, he was caught by a uh, group of people that were lived in the neighborhood that he was... was um, harping on and 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 the, the people just got to a point where they had enough and someone spotted him trying to flee from somewhere and they stayed on him and then more and more people came up and were joining in staying on him and keeping him tracked 
in this one particular corner of this neighborhood until the cops could get there and take him away. Like, the the actual, it's like an actual example of citizen of a citizen's arrest, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, or, you know, and, and vigilanteism and stuff like that has always been a love of mine. People taking the rules into their own hands when they've had enough, you know? Mm -hmm. And these people had just had enough of him preying on their neighborhood, you know? Mm -hmm. It was um, it was very cool. But I haven't heard any other stories like that where the guy was actually caught by people, not cops. Yeah, you know? same. I haven't heard anything about that either. So yeah. it's pretty interesting. Okay, that is all we have for today's episode of The Strange and Unusual with Joe. Talk with you guys next Saturday with an all-new episode. It'll be about the Manson family murders, and you don't want to miss it. I am so excited about this episode. It'll probably be a longer one because of how much, how much research I'm doing for it, so look out for that next Saturday. Okay, also, like I said earlier, I have a new podcast that I put out episodes every day. It is called A Cup of Joe. I hope you guys enjoy it. Like I said earlier, it's kind of like a chill slash like laid back kind of podcast. You'll see. I'm putting out a, my first episode at the same time that this one comes out. So you guys will see. Uh, this is Joey signing out. <laughs>